The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did and the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown in stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house, sideline, pylon, touchdown, and the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Joined alongside my co-host, Aaron Murray. We want to be the first to wish y'all a happy Thanksgiving. It is sure to be an awesome weekend full of family, full of fun, and of course, full of football. And this episode of Punt and Pass is presented by our great friends, over at Prize Picks, look, you've heard me continue to talk about Prize Picks, how awesome it is for you to get some action on college football, NFL football, college basketball just started. Anything and everything is available on Prize Picks because if you're tired of losing in fantasy sports, well, Prize Picks is the place you need to be. It's just you versus the numbers. Prize Picks is the perfect place for you, whether your fantasy football season is over whether you're in dead last or if you're a seasoned vet in the daily fantasy space on prize picks, all you do is simply select two, three, or four players, predict if they will go over or under their fantasy projections, and you can win real money. That's right. Prize picks gives you the chance to win 10x your money for getting four predictions correct. Entries are so simple, they can be made in less than 60 seconds. All you have to do is sign up today at prizepicks.com or on the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT and you get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. And the contest is live. The Punt and Pass at Prize Picks contest is live now through December 20th, which of course is Selection Sunday for the college football playoff. All you have to do is play on prize picks. If you've used any of our promo codes in the past, if you've used PUNT, if you've used PNP, you are automatically entered now. You just got to play. Whoever has the most correct entries from now until December 20th will win a prize. We have three prizes for the top three winners in this contest. Here are the prizes, people. An authentic number 13 UGA jersey, an authentic number 11 UGA jersey, and Prize Picks is throwing in 500 bucks credit on Prize Picks. That's right. If you win first place, you get first pick. Second place, get second pick. And third, well, you get the last prize standing. Number 11, authentic UGA jersey. Number 13, authentic UGA jersey. Could be Aaron Murray. Could be Jake Fromm. Could be Drew Butler. Could be Aziz Ojolari or Stetson Bennett the fourth. 
whatever you want. Just let us know. We will sign it for you if you want. All you have to do is play. There's no caps on how many times or how many entries you can play on Thanksgiving. Get up. It's noon. Play Texans versus Lions. We got action all day. We got college basketball, college football all weekend, and of course, NFL as well. We love our friends over at Prize Picks. Aaron and I are going to dive in to this Thanksgiving slate of football games on this episode of Punt and Pass. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Let's dive right in to this episode of Punt and Pass. All right, let's do this thing. Welcome into this Thanksgiving episode of Punt and Pass. Be sure to follow us on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11. Murray, a lot of news. We're doing this on Wednesday night, of course. Turkey Day is tomorrow. Family, friends, football all weekend long. Nick Saban has COVID. The Ravens-Steelers game tomorrow night just got pushed to Sunday. Tons going on in the football world. Um, and your game got canceled as well. You were supposed to be in Birmingham tomorrow. I know. I was supposed to be in Birmingham tonight, actually, getting my Jeez. COVID test. And then I uh, was going to drive back, have Thanksgiving at the house, then drive back again on uh, on Friday to cover the Southern Miss the UAB game and last game at the stadium there for UAB. They're, they're building a new stadium. They'll be ready for next season. So uh, two games in a row, man, I was on such a good streak with my games going and yeah. going and going. And then bam, got smacked in the face last Saturday with my, my last game being canceled, this weekend canceled. Fingers crossed I don't get canceled next week because – I'm getting promoted to the big leagues, getting an SEC game on CBS. Are you really? So I'm hoping wow. that not get canceled. I either have – I'm either going to be going to Florida uh, at Tennessee or A&M at Auburn. So Congratulations, I'm, my I'm friend. I'm on Friday, so fingers crossed that I don't get a cancellation for next week's game. Hopefully two, and that's it. No Moss. Give me more games the rest of the year. My man Aaron Murray getting called up into the big leagues. Deserved. Congratulations. We hope that everybody stays healthy and everybody has a great Thanksgiving to where we can watch you. Would it be a noon game on CBS or what's the schedule like next week? Are you oh, sure yet? Oh, I got to see. I don't know if it's 3.30 and 7. I think it's probably going to be like a 3.37 thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. But I'll, I'll, I'll know more on uh, on Friday. So we will update everyone uh, on Monday. On yeah. Monday show. It's just uh, – it's an interesting time. You know, I was thinking today, I was like, man, usually this week it's Georgia, Georgia Tech. It's Auburn, Alabama, which, of course, we'll talk about later. They are playing this week. It's the last week of college football in a regular season. It's Thanksgiving. Conference championship games are usually already set. I mean, you're looking at next weekend as conference championship weekend. College football playoff rankings come out. The 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 deal is set. You're looking for the final four. I mean, the hay is in the barn, usually in a regular season. This season, totally different. We just got the first college football rankings. And, I mean, Georgia's playing South Carolina. Yes, we do have the Iron Bowl this weekend. But we still got three more weeks of college football left. And you know what? I'll just say it one more time. I'm giving a lot of credit to the powers that be, to the decision makers for being agile, for being flexible, for making sure we get as much football as we can. I think that's in the best interest of everybody so long as everybody is remaining safe, which it seems like for the majority that is happening. Let's talk about those college football playoff rankings that came out last night. I don't think it was too much of a surprise, Aaron. Bama number one, of course. Notre Dame number two. Clemson three. Ohio State four. Look, that is that's that is what it is. And, and, and those will continue to change as these games come along. What would you think about BYU at 14 and Georgia <laughs> at nine? 
Yeah, I guess the committee was really excited about JT Daniels and maybe said, listen, the only thing this, this team was missing was a quarterback, and now they have one. We'll, wow. we'll put them inside the top ten. I, I I was a little shocked at Georgia at nine, um, you know, especially because their two losses were not great losses at all. I know they lost to two teams that are ranked top the side, top six. Both by double but, digits. You know, it yeah. wasn't pretty at all. They were not pretty losses. They were not close there at all in the fourth quarter. So a little surprised. Happy, obviously. You know, I'll take it if I was a Georgia uh, yeah, fan. I'm like, hell course. yeah, give me the top ten. Disappointed in the BYU What's uh, up at with 14. That? I honestly was. I thought that team, obviously, it, they're 9-0. They've played I know nine they're not games. in the conference. They've played a lot. They've looked good. they got a quarterback who's a potential top 10 pick in the draft next year, a guy that could be a Heisman finalist. Like I just feel like they've checked off a lot of boxes. Um, so I I could have seen them getting closer to that number 10 spot. Um, you know, Are they a top 10 team? I don't know that, but it's somewhere – 10, maybe 11. I would put them ahead of Oklahoma. I honestly would have put them probably ahead of Georgia, Miami. So yeah, maybe yeah. the number nine spot would have been my, my go-to for BYU. So a little disappointed in that. Um, I kind of figured Clemson would go three ahead of Ohio state. I just don't think Ohio state has been as dominant in their wins this year as you, you kind of expected they would be. Uh, and Clemson, you just make the excuse that, Hey, listen, Trevor Lawrence didn't play in the game versus Notre Dame. Yeah. He's the number one pick in the NFL draft. Like uh, listen, I love DJ. I think DJ is going to be a great quarterback, but Trevor Lawrence is Trevor Lawrence. So that's, that's, that's a big difference. So I think they look at that and take that and took that into account uh, when, when putting them at three and, you know, for Florida, uh, you know, everything is in front of them. I yeah. know they're at six right now, but if they take care of business, they're in, you know, the two teams really in the, in, in the top eight that are, I guess the you know top seven that are, are not in, in, in control of their destiny is, is A&M and Cincinnati. The, those two teams, even AM knocking on the door at five need a lot of help mm-hmm. to get into the top four. It's not a lot of help, but they need help to get into the top four. But like I said, not a lot of surprises. I think the biggest one really was BYU uh, not being in the top 10. I, I just think they got kind of snubbed there. I honestly, I think there would have been less backlash if BYU was ranked nine and Georgia was ranked 14. I mean, Georgia has two losses. Like you said, look, they've lost two games. Yes, they've been against quality opponents. They have not been pretty. I mean, they got blown out in the second half against Alabama, and they got blown out for three quarters against Florida. You have to be able to at least stay competitive, I would hope, for 45 minutes, 40, 30 minutes in a football game. And yes, of course, like you said, JT Daniels, it seems like they might have a quarterback. Who knows? But BYU, put some respect on their name for real. Zach Wilson, the statistics that he's put up, this team deserves more credit. Hell, they've played nine games. I just, I disagreed with that. I could that. even see Indiana being ahead of, I, I, yeah. So we're, we're Georgia guys here, but let's just be honest. Yes. Like, Georgia, like we, they did not play well in those two games. Indiana gave everything to Ohio State last week, and I know Georgia has more games you know, but still Indiana's look good this year. They've had some, some really impressive moments. Their quarterbacks played well. And like I said, they gave Ohio state everything for four quarters last week. So I could have even seen Indiana being ahead of Georgia in these rankings as well. No doubt. I think, I, I, they, they love Georgia and I'm yeah, not going to bitch and moan about I, it. They're in the top 10, but I, I think Georgia's a little bit too high. And I think Indiana and BYU definitely could have been moved up a little bit more. I, 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 I totally agree with you. I, I found that kind of shocking. Um, I, I'm really rooting for a group of five team. I hope that December 5th open date, it seems like there could be some opportunity. I wonder if they will just weigh the risk and reward if a BYU in Cincinnati puts something together and make it happen. It seems like, Aaron, they don't want to make that happen. And I get that. But 
maybe something happens this weekend to where they say, hell, let's do it. Let's make a marquee matchup from group of five opponents. I know BYU is an independent. But let's make something happen on December 5th. That would be awesome. Probably won't happen. Two other things that have happened around the world of college football. Of course, Nick Saban is a, I mean, excuse me, is symptomatic. He does have COVID. Extremely unfortunate. Best wishes out to Coach Saban. Seems like he's in the best hands possible. He will not be coaching in the Iron Bowl this weekend. Look, that's a huge bummer. It hasn't made a dent in the line, Aaron. Alabama is still a 24.5 point favorite. We'll talk about this when we get into the Iron Bowl later on. But I need your quick thoughts here before we dive into punt, pass, and pick. Dabo Sweeney. I mean, look, we touched on it Monday. We talked about it on Campus Store Live. This dude is just going full throw lighter fluid on the fire. FSU, Mike Norvell, they came out and they said, here's what we did. We didn't forfeit so-and-so. We just wanted to be the safest possible for our players and for our staff. And Dabo Sweeney comes out and says, look, I never said they should forfeit the game. I said the game should be called a forfeit. And then somebody asked him, Mike Norvell said X, Y, and Z. Dabo goes, I don't really care about what they say in Tallahassee. They've had three coaches in four years. I mean, what? Just, I'm just gonna say this right now. I love it. I'm I'm all in. I know you I love it. Absolutely much, love though. it. It's been too much from the beginning. I mean, listen, be the bigger man. You're 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 a dominant coach, you're a dominant football team, and you, you can't fault someone for for being you know, and playing this thing safe. And and I said this at the beginning of the season, you know, when we were talking about players and players opting out and what were the true reasons. And I said, listen, I'm never gonna get mad at a player for opting out for, for legitimate reasons. Hey, I'm, I'm concerned about my health. I'm concerned about the health of my loved ones and family around me. Like, I'm just going to play it safe this year. Some guys you're like, eh, I don't really know, you know, AKA a, a quarterback at Georgia that decided to opt out uh, mysteriously about Good three point. weeks or two weeks before the season. So then you can kind of find fault. But like I said, for FSU and Norvell and those guys, I do think they were playing it safe. They knew they weren't going to win the game. But at the end of the day, he's not going to miss an opportunity to play a football game to allow their players to go out there and execute because yeah. at the end of the day, it's about the players. They're not – he was not – they weren't scared. Were they um, optimistic they would win? Probably not. But these kids want to go out there. They want to compete. They want to play football. They want to play against the best. And they honestly probably felt like, hey, listen, we still got town here at FSU. Maybe, maybe, maybe we can make this an interesting football game. Who knows? But – there was no, I guarantee there was no talk in that FSU locker room of, hey, this is going on. Let's find a way to forfeit this game and 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 not have to play Clemson. That's, to me, that's unrealistic. And Dabo is just taking this thing way, <laughs> way too far. It's, it's been, unbelievable. Um, it's been too much. He just needs to just shut up and, and focus on coaching for the next week. It's it's to the point now where it's either shut up or just triple and quadruple down. And it seems like he's absolutely throwing yeah. all chips in the middle of the table, which I'm here for, but whatever. Hopefully everybody continues to be safe. Clemson probably will beat Notre Dame in the ACC championship. We'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. All right, let's look forward to this weekend in football. I mean, it's Thanksgiving. It's my favorite week of the year. It really is. Quarantine or not, virtual or not. I love family. I love football. I love eating. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Aaron. Let's get after it. Pump, pass, and pick. Week 13, I'm 29 and 26 on the season. We're middling around 500. We need a good week from our boy Aaron Murray. He's 27 and 28. 
Two games on Friday. Let's touch on these quickly. We'll jump into the Big 12. This could be a really good game. I heard your boy CC talking about it with Rick Neuheisel today on Sirius XM ESPNU. Number 13, Iowa State, heading to number 17, Texas. This game is at 12 p.m. on ABC Friday. Texas is a one-and-a-half-point favorite. If Texas wins this game, they're pretty much a shoe-in for the Big 12 championship game, which would be great for Tom Herman and the boys. Yeah, that'd be huge for them. I mean, Tom Herman needs needs – Needs this win. He needs to get the haters off his back. Yeah, uh, he wants to keep that job, man. It's it's it is a premier job. It is one of the top programs in the country when it just comes to just name recognition. I mean, it's Texas, it's USC, I guess you know Alabama, Ohio State. I mean, those are teams that people just know about. I mean, they're 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 legitimate brands. And to be a head coach of a place like Texas with everything that goes on, the the money that goes with it as well and the notoriety, it's pretty sweet. Um Hookem is Hookem is alive and real. It's a real so deal, yeah. I like I like Texas A&M at home and I, I just I just feel like Sam Ellinger, you know, his senior year, he wants to go out on top. He wants to go out a winner. And this kid just finds a way to continue to will his team to victory this season. So I guess I just can't bet against these guys right now. I know Iowa State's pretty good. I know they play ball well on both sides of the football, but Texas at home, Sam Ellinger, the thoughts of making it to the championship game. I got to roll with the Longhorns on this one. All right. I'm going to flip it on you. First pick out of the gates. I'm rolling with Iowa State. Look, I bet on Kansas State last weekend. They got whooped 45 to nothing by Iowa State. I think Matt Campbell. Iowa State's head coach is on a little tear. I think this is a fantastic head coaching matchup. Matt Campbell against a guy like Tom Herman. This is a primetime spot on Friday of Thanksgiving weekend at noon inside DKR Stadium in Austin, Texas. It is a must win for both teams. I'm rolling with Iowa State here. I'm going to take the hot hand. Yes, they lost to Oklahoma State only by three points. And of course, they dropped a bad game earlier in the season. Iowa State did. But I'm rolling with the Cyclones. So you and I are on different sides straight out of the gates. Maybe the best game of the weekend is also on Friday, Aaron. It's in the ACC. This game is at 3.30 p.m. on ABC. Number two, Notre Dame hits the road and takes on number 19, UNC, Notre Dame is a five-point road favorite. We know all about UNC's offense, Sam Howell. We know all about Notre Dame's offense, Ian Book. They beat Clemson. These guys are hot. Notre Dame's defense much better than North Carolina's. North Carolina does not have much of a defense. No, and and listen, Notre Dame's missing some offensive linemen, so you you worry about that a little bit, but I just, you know, people continue to doubt Notre Dame this season, and they just continue to go out there and win football games and continue just to go up there and, and actually put up some pretty good numbers. I mean, there's been a couple of games early in the season where the offense hasn't produced, but you look at the last four weeks, first Pittsburgh, 45 points, first Georgia Tech, 31 points, first Clemson, I know is two overtimes, 47 points, and then first yeah. BC on the road, 45 points. So this is an offense that's now matching the, the production that the defense has done all season long. So I think they're hitting their stride really well right now. And I think, they understand, and I think we might have said it. I might have said this on the, the show earlier this week, or maybe I just said it with with Childers on our on our show on the SEC channel. Um, this is this is almost a playing game for Notre Dame. You know, you yeah. look at the rest of their schedule and who do they have to play. If they win this football game, I feel like they almost guarantee them themselves a spot in the playoffs, regardless of what happens against Clemson in the ACC championship game. I think they'll keep that game close enough that the the committee will say, okay, well they beat them once, they lost this time, but they're still you know, they still beat them and it's uh, Notre Dame. one loss team. It's Notre Dame. We're going to put them in. So I think Notre Dame comes in this game 
as this, as like I said, their final challenge to really say, hey, we are going to be in the playoffs. I love their defense. I love Ian Book. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of him. Yeah. You know, I listen, I, I think North Carolina is a good football team. They got a tremendous offense. Sam Howell's great. They're, they're running back Williams. I, I'm a big fan of him. I mean, he thinks he's an absolute stud. I just don't believe in their defense, which is giving up 30 points a game. So uh, overall, Notre Dame is more balanced, both sides of the football. I think this, they think they win this football game. I guess I think they come out with so much energy with the thought of making the playoffs. So I'll take them with the points as well. I, I have to lay the five here as well. You know who's kind of an unsung hero for Notre Dame? It's, it's first-year offensive coordinator Tommy Reese, who was a quarterback at Notre Dame just a couple of years ago. He has those guys playing at a very, very high level. Ian Book looks extremely confident. Just go back to the Clemson game. I know Clemson was missing a lot of players on defense. I know Trevor Lawrence was there. That was a big-time spot for this football team, and they did not back down. So I like that. Um, I, you, as you know, if you've listened to Punt and Pass in years past, I'm not the biggest Notre Dame lover. I will certainly fade them when they play Clemson again in the ACC championship game, but they probably know, and head coach Brian Kelly is probably telling them what you just said, Aaron. If you win this game, you'll probably go to the college football playoff. I'll lay the five points. I do not trust UNC's defense. This will be a fantastic game on Friday afternoon, Aaron and I both on the same side, Notre Dame minus five. Let's touch on the Iron Bowl, and then we're going to, you know what, let's do some prize picks before we get into our SEC games. A couple of prize picks, and Aaron, we're going to talk about some NFL games. Let's talk about tomorrow's NFL afternoon game. Of course, the Texans play the Lions at noon. Look, when you're sitting around with your family after you've eaten, or you might get a plate and get in front of the couch, we have the Washington football team against the Dallas Cowboys. It is a premier Thanksgiving matchup. Aaron, here are your prize picks. I need your over or your under. Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle, 16.6 fantasy points for Andy Dalton. That seems pretty rich for my liking. Washington's defense is not too bad. What do you think? Over or under 16.6 fantasy points for Andy Dalton? Ooh, I mean, well, he listen, he had a good game last week, and, and God, he has so much talent around him. So I honestly, I, I'll take it. I, okay. I think he goes over those points. You know, at home, he came off a great game last week. I, like I said, the, the amount of talent that's around him, he's got that juju going right now. I, I, I'll go over for uh, for Andy Dalton, those 16.5 points. What about your former teammate, Alex Smith, for Washington on the flip side? 17.5 fantasy points. I mean, Dallas's defense isn't too bad, but uh, he's catching his stride. Glad to see him back on the field. They're not too. They're awful. They're giving up 31 points per game, almost 32 points per game. They're, 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 I, I'll take over for Alex Smith too. I think both these offenses go out there and produce. Um, you know, I just, like I said the fact that Cowboys are at home, the fact that Andy Dolan is is kind of in his stride right now, and the talent around him, I like him. And then, like I said, for Washington, you know, Alex Smith too. I mean, he's knocking the rust off coming from back from that yeah. injury. And this this Cowboys defense has been Swiss cheese this entire season. So I'll, I'll take the over for Alex as well. Yeah, Zeke Elliott, 16.9 fantasy points. I would go over on Zeke Elliott against that Washington football team defense. You would think on a short week, they're going to try to get the run game going, get that offensive line in sync for Dallas against Chase Young and the boys on that defense. And then a guy that you and I, Aaron, who we have had as our guest on Campus Lore Live, Terry McLaurin, who's a beast from Ohio State, 18 fantasy points. I'm going to go under. That's that's a lot of fantasy points for a receiver from Washington. I think Dallas can keep that pretty tightened up. Go under Terry McLaurin. Under McLaurin, I'm going over Zeke Elliott. 
Aaron, you're going over Alex Smith and over Andy Dalton, so you're expecting a nice little shootout. Be sure to check out Prize Picks tomorrow. Use the promo code PUNT, and then check us out on Punt and Pass, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. We're going to be putting out our college football picks on Friday. All right, let's touch on this SEC slate here, Aaron. Number 22, Auburn, heading to Tuscaloosa to take on number one, Alabama, 3.30 p.m. on CBS Saturday afternoon. Bama's still a 24.5-point favorite, even though Coach Saban won't be on the sideline. I don't think it's going to matter. I mean, Sarkeesian, these guys are playing so well on the offensive side of the ball. Bo Nix has trouble on the road. Do you think Auburn can keep up with Alabama? Alabama's definitely going to score over 40 points, right? Yeah, I, I do think. But, you know, I'm just still not completely in love with Alabama on the defense side of the football. So, you know, I think the big question mark, Tank Bixby, is he going to play? How healthy is he going to be? But, I, you know, the the bigger question when I want to watch in this football game is, is Auburn and, and, and Bo Nix. I mean, if you want to compare position group to position group on the offensive side of the football, Bigsby um, to, to Najee, you know, listen, I love Najee. I think Najee's the best running back, but Tank Bigsby's pretty darn good, so there's not that big of a difference. Then you look at the receivers for Auburn, Seth Williams, Swartz. Like, they got dudes at the receiver, too. Maybe not as good as Alabama, but they're, they're good damn receivers. Yeah. The biggest difference, I mean, the offensive line obviously is better for Alabama than Auburn, but it's Bo Nix versus Mac Jones. You know what you're getting in Mac Jones. Consistent player, takes care of the football, very accurate, moves around the pocket well. Bo Nix, I think, has matured this season, has gotten better. I want to see him do it in the big game on the road. So this is a huge opportunity for, for him to go out there and kind of throw the, the, the middle finger at all the haters for saying, no, oh, you can't play on the road. I think he does it. Um, you know, not does in the fact that Auburn wins the football game, does in the fact that they cover the spread at okay. least and, and, and make a this lot of points, a, yeah. maybe a four-quarter game. I just think 24.5 points against a team that's 5-2. and two, They're playing well. Um, they got they got guys on offense that can move the ball down the field. And like I said, I'm just not in love with Alabama's defense right now, so I think Auburn can, can put some points up. So Alabama wins this one. They win it comfortably. Just not 24 and a half points, though. All right. I, I think that's a good pick. I'm going to go with Bama. I cannot pick against Bama in this spot. I think that this offense has way too much firepower. I think Bama's defense is getting better. I do think they'll give Bo Nix some problems. I'm going to lay the 24 and a half, watch this game with one eye closed, sit there with my wife, Jackie, who will act like every first down is a touchdown, and hope that Alabama wins by 25, so Aaron and I are on opposite sides there. Let's touch on this Georgia game. Number nine, cannot believe I'm saying that, number nine, Georgia traveling to Columbia to take on South Carolina, led by former Georgia quarterback, former Georgia offensive coordinator Mike Bobo. 7.30 p.m. on SEC Network, Aaron. Georgia is a 21.5-point favorite. People are giving so much respect to JT Daniels, as deserved, and Aaron, before I get your thoughts on this, I got some feedback from our podcast on Monday. People were like, podcast should have been much more positive. We need to get ready for JT's 2021 Heisman race. I said, what? Heisman race? People, let's calm down for two seconds. He had a great game. Let's see what he does this weekend against South Carolina. My goodness. What are we talking about? Yeah, listen, I, listen, I, my... my message to JT if I did talk to him before this game would be like don't go out there trying to do what you did last week versus Mississippi State and, and listen if it happens great but don't go out there trying to think you have to go out there and throw four or five touchdowns yeah, yeah. to make to, to to please the fan base I mean first off Georgia has to be able to run the football this is a South Carolina team defensively that has struggled 
against the run this entire year. So I expect a better running performance from Georgia. So maybe less reliance on the passing game from JT Daniels. And also too, you know, now you put it on film that, Hey, we got a quarterback. We got some receivers that can take the top off a of defense. Maybe you loosen up the secondary there for South Carolina, allow the offense to get going, running the football once again. So I think hopefully as you want to see less emphasis on throwing it, more on running the ball Some and the offensive line to dominate. Yeah, they just need a little bit more balance on what we saw last week versus Mississippi State. So um, ah, I like Georgia in this one. I'll take Georgia with the points too. Right. I just think defensively I'm not – South Carolina right now, um, I just think this team is thrown in the towel. I really do. You watch the film. They have thrown in the towel on both sides of the football. I think Georgia gets off to a hot start, and South Carolina, like I said, just – uh, completely says no moss, no moss, no moss, and then Georgia just runs away with it from there. All right, that's a bold pick right there. I- I'm taking the points of South Carolina. Give me 21 and a half points. Look, the hook is important here. That's a ton of points. Like you said, Aaron, is JT going to feel the pressure to do what he did last week? First off, I don't think Todd Munkin's going to allow him to. They're going to come out much more balanced. Second off, Columbia is a tough place to play. It's a weird week, Thanksgiving week. Yes, there will be people in the stands. Yes, it's at night. Inside williams Bryce Stadium, I don't know. I, I just give me the 21 points with South Carolina here. Georgia's going to win the football game. That's a ton of points. I don't have a lot of confidence in Georgia's offense to blow out a football team. It will look a lot different than it did last weekend against Mississippi State, which gives me a little bit of optimism that they would be able to cover. But I'll take the 21 and a half with South Carolina. Georgia wins by 17 points. Last game, Aaron, before we get out of here for Thanksgiving I want to do the Egg Bowl, or do you want to do LSU-Texas A&M? You tell me. No, I like the Egg Bowl. I All think right, this, Egg this Bowl. Is a game the, I circled on my calendar earlier in the year. Amen. Both head coaches are awesome. Amen. Uh, off the field. <laughs> on the field, still a work in progress. But, uh, yeah, this is an interesting game to talk about. Absolutely. It's your lead into the Georgia game, too. Mississippi State at Ole Miss in Oxford, 4 p.m. on SEC Network. It's the closest line out of our remaining three SEC games. Mississippi, Ole Miss, is a 9.5-point favorite. Lane Kiffin, Mike Leach, new Egg Bowl, rivalry renewed. Your quick thoughts, Aaron. Man, listen, if Mississippi State can play the way they played last week offensively and just take what the defense gives you, and this Ole Miss defense is going to give you a lot. You called it, yes. I mean, they're going to be able to. But, you know, I just, uh, once again, Mississippi State skeleton crew gave up a ton of points against a Georgia offense that's still trying to find their identity. Maybe Georgia's offense is all of a sudden cured. I I don't know. I want to see it more and more over the next coming weeks to really solidify that, okay, they can they can do both run it and pass it. But we know Ole Miss can score points. We know what Matt yes. Corral can do. And Elijah Moore is oh – God, Elijah Moore is an absolute stud. He, he may be one of my favorite players in I, all of college football. Yep. Yep. He's, I forgot he's, he's the one that lifted his leg in the end zone last year that caused Matt Luke to get fired. Yeah. yeah. That's a he's, crazy comeback story. It is, but he is an absolute – He's a beast terror man i just i i enjoy what lane kiffin's able to do with him so i think ole miss if, if george is able to put up those kind of points against mississippi state ole miss may score 50 something points yeah, against mississippi state this point. weekend and i just don't know for how well mississippi state looked last week offensively and taking what the defense gave them um i just think ole miss is too powerful uh, on offense i think they roll away roll with this one so i like ole miss with the points here tell me this before i make my pick does ole miss's defense have the discipline to be effective against Mike Leach's game plan? I think so. I, I think they'd say the same thing that Georgian did last week. Like, listen, Just give we'll it give underneath. Up, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll give up 24 points because we know we're going to score 40. So yeah. we'll just 
we'll allow you to dink and dunk and maybe you screw up along the way. And at the end of the day, you know, like I just said, I think our offense, their offense is too good for what the skeleton crew that Mississippi State's going to put on the football field. I'm going to go with Mississippi State. Give me the nine and a half points. I think they gained a lot of confidence last week playing with that skeleton crew, only losing to Georgia by seven points, finding a little bit of consistency on offense in a new form and fashion. This is a rivalry game. You never know what happens in the Egg Bowl. You're always watching it either after you finish eating, Aaron, or when you are eating and you think you know what's going to happen. Never goes that way. You and I will be on opposite sides here. Give me the nine and a half points with Mississippi State. Be sure to check us out on social media at Punt and Pass, at Drew Butler, at Aaron Murray, 11 on Friday. On Saturday, we're going to be giving you our prize picks, college plays for the weekend. Our contest is live. Play as much as you can. Follow us on social media. Go to prizepicks.com or the Prize Picks app. Download it. Use the promo code PUNT. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Have a safe Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you next week and we'll be telling you that Aaron's going to be on an SEC game on CBS, baby. Aaron, have a happy Thanksgiving, my man. You too, my man. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to all y'all listening. All right, we'll see you next week. Have a great Thanksgiving. See you.